Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? God bless you. This morning, let's talk about the providence of God. The providence of God. In that word, obviously, you can see that God provides. He always does, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, God always will provide. He looks out for us. Let's look at John 21 and I'm going to read all of these scriptures, uh, at least the majority of them. 1 through 22 says, After this, Jesus appeared again to the disciples, and this time at Tiberias Sea, uh, the Sea of Galilee. This is how he did it. Simon Peter, nicknamed twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the brother Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. And Simon Peter announced, and now Jesus had uh, been killed, he says, you know what? I'm going fishing. And the rest of them replied, well, we're going with you. They went out and they got in the boat. They caught nothing that night. And when the sun came up, Jesus was standing on the beach, but they didn't recognize him. And Jesus spoke to them. He said, good morning. Did you catch anything for breakfast? And they said, no, no, we didn't catch nothing. And he said, why don't you throw the net off the right side of the boat? And see what happens. So they did that. And all of a sudden, there were so many fish caught in the net. Uh, they, they weren't even strong enough to pull it in. And then the disciple that Jesus loved, that would be John, said to Peter, You know what? That's the master. And when Simon Peter realized it was the master, he threw on some clothes. For he was stripped for work and dove into the sea. And the other disciples came in by boat, for they weren't far from land, maybe a hundred yards or so, uh, pulling along the net full of fish. And when they got out of the boat, they saw a fire laid with fish and bread cooking on it. And Jesus said, bring some of the fish you've just caught. Simon Peter joined them and pulled the net to shore. A hundred and fifty-three big fish. And even with those fish, the net didn't break. Jesus said, breakfast is ready. And none of the disciples dared ask, who, who are you? They knew it was the master. Verse 13, Jesus then took the bread and gave it to them he did the same with the fish. And this was now the third time Jesus had shown himself alive to the disciples since being raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, master, you know I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. He then asked a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, master, you know I love you. Jesus said, then shepherd my sheep. And then in verse 17, he said a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was upset that he asked for the third time, do you love me? So he answered, master, you know everything there is to know. You've got to know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I'm telling you the very truth now. 
When you were young, you dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted. And when you get old, you'll have to stretch out your hands while someone else dresses you and takes you where you don't want to go. He said this to hint at the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And then he commanded, follow me. Verse 20, turning his head, Peter noticed the disciple Jesus loved, that being John, right behind. And when Peter noticed him, he asked Jesus, Master, what's going to happen to him? <laughs> Verse 22, Jesus said, if I want him to live until I come again, what is that to you? You just follow me. So here was an opportunity to see Jesus once again post-resurrection. Another opportunity for Peter to make it right because you know how he left it when Jesus was being betrayed and was going to the cross and how he betrayed Jesus after Jesus told him that before the cock crows uh, twice, you'll deny me three times. So all that was still on the table. But now Peter has an opportunity to make it right because we know what happened. Peter denied. So this was so surreal because this was where Jesus first called his disciples fishermen of men huh right on right on the on the water same same place and with all of this in mind peter as he most commonly did he jumped up and he put some more clothes on and he ran to meet jesus now understand you know where it was left peter betrayed him jesus was taken jesus was crucified you could almost feel the tension in the air. Peter didn't know exactly what to say, but he felt like he had to be there in Jesus' face, so to speak. I mean, what 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 do you say after you violated someone's trust? And I, I, I'm gonna leave that out there, and you can put with it what you want, whether you're a husband, a wife, or a child. Or, or, or whether you're an employee, an employer, whatever. When you violate someone's trust, I'm not going to add lib on that too much because I don't want to take a lot of time this morning. But what do you say to someone when you have violated their trust and then you see them again in a most awkward situation? I suppose Peter just wanted to hear the master's voice once again, you know, maybe a little dialogue because Jesus always said something good and he was he was so forgiving. And so he knew whatever he heard, it would be wholesome. And you know, that's the thing about Jesus and that's the thing about knowing Jesus. No matter what you're going through, he will always be there. He will always be by your side. He will never leave you or forsake you. It doesn't matter if you're going through a relationship issue, if you're going through a divorce, if you're going through a termination, if you're going through financial problems, if you're going through sickness, if you're going through a wayward child, whatever it is, even if you've sinned big time, Jesus will always be there to comfort you 
and give you his peace. Well, this didn't quite turn out that way. Peter just couldn't enjoy the breakfast and revel in the presence of the Lord. He had to be Peter. And he had to start asking questions. Despite the fact that he knew how he left it when he last saw Jesus. Well, the thing about asking questions, when you ask questions, you cannot be offended when you get an answer. It may not be the answer that you want. Huh? It may, in fact, be an answer that you don't like at all. And in verse 16, Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I'm your friend. Does he? Really? After what happened? When he told you what would happen and it did happen? You denied him. In fact, it got so bad, Peter cursed out the girl who was asking the questions. I told you, I don't know that blanket. Like, wow. Go back and look at the scriptures. And Jesus tells him, then take care of my sheep. And once more in 17, he asked him, Simon, son of John, are you even my friend? Huh? Peter was grieved at the way Jesus asked the question this third time. Lord, you know my heart. You know I am your friend. Huh? And Jesus said, then feed my little sheep. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked and go where you wanted to. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will direct you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know that when he gets ready to die, it is not going to be pretty. But nevertheless, Praise God anyhow. And for right now, follow me. Peter turned around and saw John, the disciple that Jesus loved, the one who had leaned around at supper time, that time to ask Jesus, Master, which of us will betray you? Him, John. And so Peter asked Jesus, <laughs> there he goes. Lord, what about him? What sort of death will he die? And this is not exactly what Peter wanted to hear. First, you show me doubt. And then you tell me I'm going to suffer before and in death. This is Peter in his basically talking under his breath or in his head to Jesus. You show me doubt because Jesus keep asking him three times. And then you tell me that I'm going to suffer. And then you're going to tell me I'm going to die. And then Jesus said, Peter, let's get something straight. You did violate me. As I told you or predicted that you would. You're always popping off at the mouth. Huh? And now I want you to use those talents of yours for good this time in saving souls. You're going to pop off, use it to save souls. 
Now, you will suffer because of the message that you're going to preach or that you're going to bring. You're going to suffer. Huh? And Jesus said, if I want him, John, to live until I return, what has that got to do with you? You just follow me. As far as John is concerned, you worry about you and the assignment I've given you. You focus on you and saving souls. That's why I ask you three times, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Because I've got something for you to do. There's some things you need to work out. See, a lot of us, we're so busy looking at others. When we look in the mirror, I, some of us think we see somebody else. When you look in the mirror, you see you, and you and God ought to be having a conversation, not worried about who's in the other room or who's next door or who's down the street. You ought to be concerned about you and God, knowing that he's going to provide for you to do what he is assigning you to do, no matter what the circumstances. Sometimes we find ourselves so perplexed about what appears to be an unfair situation. Everybody else getting blessed. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Haven't, haven't we all said that? Sure we have. Let's be honest. Come on now. Huh? And, and, and compared to the blessing everybody else is getting, look at me and woe is me. It's a human trait. But that doesn't mean it's good. We tend to question God about what somebody else has and the timing of them getting what they got. In the circumstances in which they received what they got. But the question really is, what is that to you? You and God have a relationship. Shouldn't you be dwelling on that? Shouldn't you be thinking on that? Shouldn't you be pondering that? Lord, what would you have me to do? Huh? We tend to feel like we're left with the short straw. Others always getting a better deal. And let's face it, we've all been there. Every last one of us, and none of us can say we haven't thought that way, haven't said some things like that. You know, why them and not me? You know, why is she getting married? Why is he getting married? Why did he get the job? Why did she get the promotion? We, we, why did they get to buy the big house? Why did they got get, 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 get that car? We've all said stuff like that. Huh? And, and we may not want to admit it, but we are offended when others seem to get so much more than us, as if God is not providing for us. We feel like we deserve a little more, a better place, more recognition, more privilege. Come on, come on, come on now, come on. Let's just be real. Uh, so so if, if we are all being truthful, uh, or, or um, unless false humility has blinded you, we all wrestle with this very thing. We want a better place just like Peter. And right here is where we must be careful because this is where the devil lives. Get us jealous, 
get us envious, get us gossiping and talking about somebody. Huh? See, both, both of these negatives are overly concerned about what someone else has. Get us covetous. Uh, you know, and, 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 and then jealousy takes it a step further and starts accusing the other person. Well, they wouldn't have got it if they didn't do so. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And why do we do this? Because we feel threatened. And please know this. And, 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 and please do the proper thing. I will give it to Peter this time. He didn't walk away after hearing some bad stuff. That was some bad stuff. Jesus laid on him. But he stayed with Jesus on the shore. Too many of us, once we hear something, once we see something, once we're around something, it happens and it don't go our way. It didn't favor us. We gone. We, we take off. You know, well, they're not going to use me. We, we, we blame it on them. But this is our exit stage left. And what Peter heard Jesus say is never mind him. You must follow me. You must prepare to go and preach. Huh? It ain't about them. It ain't about others. It's about you and me. What are you going to do for me? It's between you and me. This is what Jesus is saying to us. This is what Jesus is saying to you. This is what Jesus is saying to me. It is essential that you do not listen to the devil or to the world or to your flesh right now because you're vulnerable. The devil wants to get you out of play of reaching somebody's life through the word of God. And if you start gossiping and saying negative things and stuff that ain't true all because you're upset the things didn't favor you, how can that person be helped? How can that person be blessed? How can that person be inspired? How can that person be edified? Huh? You say like the songwriter said, it's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my sister, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord. I need prayer. I need you to fix me, Jesus. I need you to fix me. I've got my own issues. I'm not going to be concerned about anybody else right now, Lord. I want you to get me right. Oh, if we said that, we could be so useful. And God will supply. God will provide. Huh? God will make sure you are in his will and that you do his will. He has a plan for your life. So many of us are ruining those plans by doing our own thing and then blowing up the plan God has because we don't see it favoring us. Wow. You must follow Christ like Peter did this time. He has something for you to do. And I'm going to tell you this. Like I said, I'm not going to be long this morning. Whatever it is, it profits you. It may not seem like it, but if God said it, that settles it. It profits you. And, and, and so go with God. Go with Christ. Follow the Holy Spirit. It's not about what you think you deserve. It's about you saying where he leads me.
I will follow. Regardless of the outcome, you leave that to God. And I know that's hard for some of us. Oh my God. We want to know, well, how, Lord, and, 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 and when, and, and how's it going to happen, and who's going to be involved. God's not telling you all that. Either you trust him or you don't. Hmm? You, what did Jesus tell Peter? You just follow me. Never mind him. You just follow me. The songwriter said, where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him all the way. Oh, I can hear my Savior calling. Take that cross and follow me. Where he leads me, I will follow. Oh, I'll go with him through the waters. I'll go with him through the garden. Huh? I'll go with him to the judgment. I'll go with him all the way. He will give me grace and glory and go with me all the way. I'm, I'm, in, I'm asking somebody this morning. I'm imploring somebody this morning. The doors of the church are open. I, I'm imploring somebody this morning to stop looking around, to stop looking at others, to stop blaming others, to stop judging others, to stop gossiping about others. And I want you to look in the mirror and have a little talk with Jesus. Uh, and listen, no matter what you're going through, and, and, and all of us are going to go through some stuff. Sometimes you got to cry. Sometimes you got to go through some stuff. But sometimes Jesus is preparing us, like he did Peter, for what he has for us to do. Whatever that may be, that's between you and God. Stop involving other people in the business of you and God. Huh? We don't know the outcome, but we know to trust God. Huh? And we know it's going to be for our good and for God's purpose and for the glory of God. The choir is going to come now and sing, Sometimes I Cry. And that's a matter of fact. Oh, my God. Some of us have gone through divorce. Come on, choir. Some of us have gone through termination. Some of us have gone through relationship issues, boyfriend, girlfriend. Some of us have, 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 are going through financial problems. Some of us have been sick for a long time. Oh my God, it's just been up and down. But what God is saying to you right now is to trust him. Is to lean on him. And no matter what you see around you or how others are profiting, whether they know God or not, you follow God. And if you have to cry sometimes, so be it. God's got your back. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Let him bless you. Oh, my God. Come on. The doors of the church are open. Will you come? Will you say yes to the Lord and not worry about the other guy, the other girl? Will you come? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Walk away from that other stuff. Walk away from gossiping. Walk away from worrying about everybody else. And let God provide for you as you provide for somebody else. When you're in God's care, that's the best place to be. Oh my God. When you're in God's hands, oh my God. There's no better place to be. 
Shall we pray? Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your divine providence. You have gone on before us. You have prepared a way. Lord, we may not like the way. We may not like the journey. But we know because it's you, it's going to be all right. Take us now. Lead us. Guide us. Hold our hand. Bless us as you see fit and let your will be done. Let our will be your will. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask this prayer. And we thank you for the answer and the blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Hmm. My, 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 my. This is Faith Word Finding Ministries Weekly Encouragements by Namware. God bless you. Won't you tell a friend? Amen. Sometimes alone I cry